passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Look, if you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the next championship, BetOnline is all the odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So what are you waiting for? Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for coming into the pod. I'm super excited to have him on the pod for the very first time. He is fan-sided's own, and I've known him for many years on CTL, Chicago Tribune Line, all of his one- live, all of his wonderful TV hits. It's Mr. Mark Carmen. Hello, Mark. Joey, good to see you, brother. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being on. Um, let's dive right into it real quick. If you don't mind, a uh, quick fastball across the plate. My listeners really love it when they kind of walk us down memory lane with my guests a little bit. Would you mind kind of walking us through just a little bit of your bio, your background, where you grew up from the days in Kansas City all the way to doing national stuff in Chicago and stuff with Fansided? Yeah, so grew up uh, Highland Park, Illinois, rough uh, north suburb. We uh, did not have the full privilege of the northern suburbs, Joey. We only had the 10-man landscaping crew, or we didn't have the 10-man. We only had the four-man wood backboard, not glass. So it was tough for me. I did actually have to rake the leaves uh, in bear season. So, and perhaps missed a kickoff or two because of that, which was unacceptable. And that was a major fight. Um, Career-wise, well, University of Iowa to the Naked Truth About Sports, which was a morning radio show on 92.7 The Bear, to being a producer at The Score, to being an on-air guy in DeKalb, Illinois, WLBK 1360, um, high school play-by-play and the sports director and that type of thing getting going and uh, you know ultimately like eventually jumping around here Kansas City 610 sports radio and then Houston Yahoo sports radio and then back in Chicago with WGN and then finding my way to fan side and of course I still stuff do stuff with WGN including Hamp and OB the post-game show and pre-game this year one hour pre two hour post and uh, been Fighting my way into NBC Sports Chicago, too, doing a little White Sox pre and post as well. So it's uh, trying to stay busy over here. Yeah, that cup be full. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, just your attraction to working with Fansided because just checking out some of your portfolio, it really gets an opportunity for you, you to do a little bit of everything, not just talk sports, but I don't know, maybe do a little dance to the Bee Gees or maybe go to the Super Bowl <laughs> or get punched in the stomach. Just talk about all the fun you have over at Fansided. Good, good research there. Yes, I did. I did sing Cav for Life uh, to uh, the the fine Staying Alive tune, which was one of my highlights. Uh, thank you to my uh, productions guru, Richard Durante, who, who helped me through that one. But that was a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, we go. We've gone to the Super Bowl 
we didn't go obviously last year because of the pandemic, but uh, we want to, I think we've gone maybe three years now and yeah, you know, podcasting, video hosting, doing a bunch of writing this year as you know, the job is ever evolving, I guess. So trying to take advantage of the digital space as best as I can to a help fan sided be of course, up my brand, which is the, the thing for all of us nowadays, right? The bigger you are, the more beneficial you are to whoever you're working with and beneficial to yourself. So trying to navigate that one. And um, it's just a bunch of great people at Fansided, really. We've been kind of through the gauntlet, used to work for, it was with Time and then Meredith, but now finally acquired by Minute Media, who really is by far uh, the best people that uh, have owned Fansided. And, um, you know, trying to move it forward. So we're doing great. And um, it's a really good team over here. So I'm, I'm really privileged to be here. Yeah, I think you guys just do a great job of, I, I don't want to call it a delicate dance, but I mean, it is kind of this fine line between, as you talked about on social media, diversifying, while at the same time, you want to interact. So you do get a little bit closer to the fan experience, while also kind of maintaining that professional journalistic approach. Yeah, it, it is a dance. You're right. Uh, you know, if you look at say Barstool, and they are over the top and have picked a lane, and congratulations to them. They're, they're so incredibly successful. And so everybody's like, well, how much, how barstool are you going to be? And how espn are you going to be? And where's a happy medium? And how do you be entertaining uh, and informative uh, and not, you know, just sell out at the same time just to be, you know, for the brand, whatever. It's It's a... I think all of us, you know, in this space get the the dance that you kind of have to do and how best to navigate it where you're taking the the appropriate amount of risks and also are sort of in integrity with yourself as far as you know, I, I battle it all the time. I have this charge with whatever team or player, what's the risk reward of putting it out there? Uh, you know, th th this is it's it's not easy because people are very sensitive with their brands and you want to be employable and you also want to have, I don't know, uh, juice with, 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 with fans out there. So if you're just bland dude, who's trying to get along with everyone, that's not going to work. So how do you delicately do the whole balancing act of this is what I really think. And I'm not, and I hope that you find that this is fair because, you know, taking you don't want to be taking shots below the belt just to get clicks. That's not what I want. That's certainly not what I want to do, but I also want to be able to, you know, put out my stuff. It's also being well-informed. So, you know, th that's, that's a big part of it. So you can really have an educated opinion when you're putting it out there. Well, that's what I've always kind of appreciated about you is that I think you're always coming from an authentic place while you also have this sense of humor that I've always really enjoyed too as well. So I think that there is, that way that you can keep the integrity and I don't think anyone I think people often mistake that humor means taking making jokes at the expense of other people or punching down and I just kind of disagree with that I kind of come from a comedy background I think there's a way to have a good time and be funny without maybe making someone feel bad about it right and let's not look this is not we're not in a doctor's office here this is the toy department people need to have a sense of humor yes. whether I mean I honestly like for me I will lose my mind over anyone who says that LeBron's better than Mike. But I also realize that we're talking about Mike and LeBron and hoops and not cancer or, you know, even Space Jam one versus space jam two. This is, this is litigated stuff here. 
I mean, I lose sleep over this stuff, Joey. It's pathetic. Like, I, hey, did you not see when Jordan averaged 37 a game and had 200 steals and 100 plus 100 blocks? The only person that ever has done that is a center and Akeem Olajuwon. And you want to compare this bum in, in L.A.? Like, but like, right. Uh, come on, man. Like, let's 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 have some fun with it, too. And on this side of it, too, you cannot take yourself too seriously. And when you're getting criticized, water off a duck's back. You're getting people are talking about you. It's promotion. You know, I hear a lot of people in this space who are like, Skip Bayless is an idiot. Skip Bayless sucks. Skip Bayless is making $8 million a year. Skip Bayless created an incredible niche for himself. I'd love to be Skip Bayless. Uh, you know, I don't have the balls to do it. But, like, that guy is – he's willing to take all the hits. He's enormously successful. So, I hear, like, just a lot of people who, who uh, you know, who are making – either a no money or maybe 40 grand in the space. Like you're, you're criticizing skip. Really? The dudes, uh, he's, he's crushed it. He's figured it out. And however, you know, who knows what skip actually himself when he's right in front of the mirror. So I, I, I just, it's, it's interesting. Well, he's the, he's kind of the OG Facebook post that kind of makes you go. Like I even remember when he was a columnist at the tribune, I'd read his stuff and two paragraphs in, I couldn't finish. I didn't want to finish the article, but I couldn't stop. Right. And one way or the other, the guy kind of makes you think. And I don't know if that's a positive way or in a, in a good way, but that's a bit of his power. Yeah. And he's, you know, had a zillion jobs in the industry and has talking about like fan side in the digital space. Like, look at where skips come from. This is a newspaper guy who's now on today, right? The Mercury. Yeah. Season, yeah. San, yeah. San Jose. I know, I know that was a big one for him. And then he was at the trip, as you mentioned, and I'm not sure where he was at before San Jose. I'm assuming that wasn't his first stop. I think he was in Dallas for a while too. Right. Um, get Danny Parkins on the line. He'd give you his whole resume. Parko goes deep on these things, but so I, it's an impressive transformation that he's had. And even if you go back to first take, you know, it wasn't, I think he came out of the gates as more of a trying to make solid points. And then I think he just, he's just leaned into this LeBron hatred thing. And I don't know what he actually believes, honestly, but yeah. it's worked for him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you got me a little juiced up on the Jordan thing for anyone out there with the LeBron. Just look up the game logs from the Phoenix Suns finals just real quick. Just look up his game logs. And then wait, how many points did he score in that uh, game six against the Jazz when he's 36 years old? Pretty close to the Giannis's numbers that we seem to be uh, throwing rose petals at his feet for. So let's all just uh, keep this in perspective there. Yeah, those are good ones. And just remember, by the way, that he was also he was at his athletic peak. And I would even say at his, his best peak before they won titles. It, it took Scotty to finally get good so he could have one player, one, one all-star, one perennial all-star in his entire career. So that, that's all he needed to start winning uh, six out of eight championships. And he probably would have gone eight for eight had he not played baseball. Although yeah, people... no, he was doing 38 and eight uh, before LeBron. So right. I mean, he still was doing that at, back at that time, too, as well. Uh, yeah. If you don't mind, let's switch it over to the gridiron, because I do want to ask you a lot about the Chicago Bears. It's kind of at that point in the season where we've kind of overreacted to the preseason games. And now some of these guys that have been injured, banged up, are kind of returning to practice. And now they're starting to kind of really lock in in these next three weeks. You know, what What exactly? I mean, we're talking about Andy Dalton and Justin Fields all the time. But is there anything other specific than just that quarterback battle that you've got your eye on right now as we head towards week one? Well, I think number one is, is Khalil Mack healthy? And I think it's really interesting that in the offseason, we've now heard that the Raiders were inquiring about bringing Mack back. And the Bears said no. And I'm sitting there like, you sure you wanted to say no on that? Because you get his money off the books and 
you can hopefully allocate that in a better way for what looks to be a declining player, but maybe he was just hurt last year and he's going to become dynamic again. And, and henceforth the bears defense will be more impactful, which is what they're going to need period. So to me, that's number one. And, you know, from there, what, what's left of Akeem Hicks, the, the way they went about the cornerback situation, uh, you know, does any Kyle Fuller leaving? That was, dis, that I, it was very interesting that they, they prioritize Hicks over Fuller and last year for the majority of the season, Kyle Fuller was maybe their best defensive player. At least I thought so. Uh, certainly the one that was hitting the hardest that secondary Eddie Jackson, I appreciate him and his journey and his late round pick and breaking a leg and becoming a viable NFL guy who's gotten, you know, huge money, but he does not come up and hit uh, like you would like to see. So, and not even just forget about coming up and hitting, just actually just make a tackle period. So uh, that the defense is, they were great or could have been great at 12 and four double doink because of the defense, you know, and if they don't have that back, I don't think it, really matters who's playing quarterback this year if you're talking about winning football games end of the day by the way I don't care what they how they do this year is Justin Fields a good quarterback or is he not that's all that really matters but if we are going to look at a football season as a cherished football season to me it's uh the defense has got to be way back to uh much closer to where it was than where it was last year I love that you're bringing that up because it's it's going under the radar, right? Where after this year, I think there's a swift transition coming to that defense. As you already mentioned, they'll probably move on from Hicks. My guess is Trevathan is probably right after him. They still have a cornerback slot to fill out. They keep kind of rotating that safety next to Eddie Jackson every single year. I'm glad they're going with Gibson again for two years in a row instead of just bringing someone else in. You've got Robert Quinn. He's not getting any younger. Justin Fields could be one of the best quarterbacks in the world, but next year we could be looking at a lot of new holes to plug on that defensive side of the ball. Right. And okay. When we go back to offense, can you actually protect Justin Fields so he can be legit? Mm -hmm. And it's clear with who they have up front right now. And however, that's all going to shake out that, the, the only real chance the bears have to win games is with fields. Cause a statue back there, it's just not going to work. So how no veteran long... Moxie veteran Moxie doesn't get you far in this world. I, I do love a veteran Moxie, Joey. There, there is, it's, it's, I had listen. Like I, I get excited to watch Ryan Fitzpatrick play. Cause that guy is just this, he is veteran Moxie. Yeah. And you know, everything about him looks like he's a, you know, on survivor and he's just a, he's a, he's a beauty, but you need with veteran Moxie, you need an offensive line and they just, the, they're the bears are, uh, and I, when you're longing for Charles Leno, that's not good. And it, it's, it sort of feels like that's where the bears are at right now. So I, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of work ahead of Ryan pace and both sides of the ball. So, but it seems like he's got the support of management. Uh, I don't, I don't think either of those guys are in trouble. Yeah, I'm trying to look on the other side of the fence, and I was trying to pull up all these offensive line stats, and it does sort of feel like if you kind of read the tea leaves of other training camps, there are like 15 to 18 other teams in the NFL that are like, what's up with our offensive line right now? Right. Not to make our situation any better, but you do kind of hope that it is almost – they're almost like bullpens in baseball where like one year they're good, one year they're bad. If they can get continuity, if they can come together, this guy can step up. It's a little bit of a see what happens. I've been running this analogy out for a little while. I wanted to ask you if the Chicago Bears were a music festival and Andy Dalton was the opening band and Justin Fields was the headliner, 
what is the what is the opening band of Andy Dalton and what is the opening band of Justin Fields? If you could have wow. your pick. Wow. Um, so you're saying I, I'm I'm saying who is Andy Dalton as the opening band? Yeah, you're you're drinking a cocktail, you're watching a couple songs, maybe you recognize one of them, but you're like, let's go to the bathroom, let's get some food. This is all good. We just want to be back in time for the headliner. And then who is Justin Fields? Yeah, and then who's the okay. band that you really want to see? Uh so I'm gonna make Andy Dalton the cranberries. Um uh, which is just like it's okay. linger? Are you saying linger? He's gonna linger yeah, like long? like I like I would listen to linger and then I gotta get out of there and, and <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, it's sort of nice. And like you say he he he's a little under he's he's a little underrated he's had a decent career yep. he's he, he's hung around for a long period of time he seems like a likable guy so i'll go with the cranberries and then who's justin fields um well let's just hope that he's the rolling stones here baby like the yeah. the ultimate stand the test of time and you still want to see him even though they're you know basically in their 80s uh or close to it and we're, we're losing rolling stones uh members yeah, yeah. The, but, but I, I'm with you. I would love to have I mean, the Chicago Bears of, of any team deserves a quarterback to play for 60 years. I mean, uh, at this point, I was going to go okay. with uh, Andy Dalton was Jimmy World. Well, you know, okay. kind of had that album that in that moment way back in the day that you're cool with in the middle kind of oh, felt good to me. I was going with Justin Fields uh, Rage Against the Machine. Cause, OK, just because yeah. I love the band, but also just the symbology of just finally kind of putting to rest, hopefully the the Grossman Cuddy Trubisky trifecta that we've gone through the last 15 16 years do you think we're being too optimistic on fields let me ask you a question that is a great question and I'm 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 trying to be very very reticent and very very careful with my own head and my heart on this one because Trubisky we, we played the same narrative with Trubisky four years ago this is literally almost I mean other than maybe the success that Justin Fields had in college and physical traits we're, we're Xeroxing the situation with Glennon and Trubisky right now. He's not any good. We were going to do the whole thing of let him sit. But once Glennon got on the field, Bears fans lost their minds, and we moved Trubisky in a little bit early. Now, do I think Fields can handle it? I do because just watching him sit in the pocket is demonstrably different than what I've seen with Mitch Trubisky. He does look like that Dak Prescott boxer on his toes a little bit in the pocket. So I'm, I'm hopeful. But again, it's really hard to become a franchise quarterback in the NFL. That part of it is hauntingly similar. You're even what what Nagy's saying right now. We're going to evaluate this based on how Andy Dalton is playing and whether you know how we're winning or not winning games, dude. It's got nothing to do with that. It's whether or not and it's whether or not Justin Field is ready. Yeah. And even if you go zero and four, but you feel like Fields is not completely comprehending the offense and or you think he's going to go out there and get killed then don't play him you can't be short-sighted with this stuff and that's exactly what they were I, listen i think that field is light years the quarterback at trubisky and i would, i didn't buy trubisky from the start because none of it made any sense to me but they still shouldn't have oh mike lennon sucks we're one and three he started four games let's put mitch out there mitch is not the smart guy that Fields is. Mitch needed more time to actually get comfortable so he could have been successful. And plus the fact that you knew you were getting rid of the coach, which might happen here, even though I just said 10 minutes ago that I don't think they're, I think they're safe, but it, you could have a major coaching change and then a whole nother offense for him to learn. So it's, it is, it's eerily similar. And maybe that'll be different because 
Fields is just that much better, but it's really not how you want to go about your business. Well, also, the last thing that you want is for a talented player like Justin Fields, as you said, to be running for his life and creating bad habits. I think that's kind of the last thing that we really want that he needs to sort of eventually then he's going to have bumps in the road. Of course, he's going to have this a random false start. He's going to have a bad interception. Most quarterbacks do. But I think some of that leaving the pocket and and stuff like that, I don't want him to get scared in there. I want him to have that confidence that he's already kind of showed in the preseason. Let's take a quick break to talk about our brand new sponsor here on Bet on Chicago, Balance 7. So I don't know if you guys have heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was recently reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. Quote Lamar Odom, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out, I always need energy to level up, and I couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Now here's the cool thing. We've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now where if you go to their website, balance7.com, use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say you're getting a pretty good deal right there. So what are you waiting for? Head to balance7.com, use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, and get in on this promotion while supplies last i know i will and if it worked on him it can also work for you too balance7.com now back to the pod another thing that's kind of bugging me and you've been in the business a long time i'm i'm kind of interested to hear your perspective are the politics involved in all this kind of giving a weird i don't know stink to the whole process i do i'm also kind of taking notice this, this is the second year in a row where we are having kind of a disjoint a disjointed training camp with Bears quarterbacks. Last year it was Trubisky versus Foles. Some people think competition at the quarterback position is a smart thing to do. I almost kind of feel like the quarterback position is so sacred and, and kind of on a different level where you kind of need to tell your guys that this is the this is it. This is the guy that we're riding with. Do you think some of the politics of maybe Nagy's self-preservation, what they promised to Andy Dalton, might be, I don't know, muddying the waters of making football decisions? So, okay. I was curious what you meant by politics. You're, you're saying that uh, Nagy might not play fields right out because it gives him more job security. Is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, right. If, if, if fields fails and they had to go to Dalton, that's not good. If Dalton fails and they go to fields, if anything, it's just, Hey, we're working with Justin and we're really excited about next year. And also the minutia of the NFL of, is there anything to the fact of Ryan Pace promising Andy Andy Dalton the quarterback job with his agent and him going back on that? Does that is that bad faith with other potential players? Is there anything to that as well? I think there could be. At the end of the day, I think it's wise for there's no rush to get Fields on the field. Uh, I I know that you get the most value if you have a young quarterback who's playing well on a rookie deal, that's a huge value to a team. So the, the quicker he gets up to speed, the better. However, uh, it, you got five years here. If it, it, it might, you might be better off letting him get up to speed and then having him have success. And then you're going to get the most value there. So I, I'm, I don't, I don't think there's a huge rush there. So, but, but also to your point, it, it does, at least in my mind, create a little more job security for him. Mm -hmm. you know we're waiting and now you put him in and he plays well okay sweet now he's finally got his quarterback Matt's going to be successful let's not worry about the fact that they went five and 12 or whatever it's going to be 
the other side of it with Dalton, listen, they did the same thing with Mike Lennon and, and Andy Dalton signed here. So I don't think that it would be a huge deterrent if they went back on their war with Andy. I think everybody would understand that. I would think Andy Dalton would understand that. I think his, his agent might be mad, but he'll be mad for a second. Are you, are you still making my client the best offer to come to Chicago in the future? Okay, well, we'll take the most money and, and he'll go be a bear. Uh, or if he really wants to be in Chicago, I'm not going to hold it against you because of what you did to Andy Dalton. But there is something to be said. If you did promise him that, well, then sticking by your word, I don't like having some level of integrity around it. I, I, I don't I don't have a huge problem with that. I, I really don't. Uh, I don't think you 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 quote unquote owe Andy Dalton anything. But if you did tell him that, then. You know, there's there's no reason because Bears fans are, are are booing Andy Dalton when he comes on the field in the second preseason game in the second quarter that the Bears should be ch- changing their philosophy of how they want to do this. Stick to your guns. Do what you think is right. And that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. And I think what I'm hoping for is that they at least th- their conviction works. I just want the plan to work. So I think that's maybe why the over analysis is coming in. I feel like I'm a parent talking about my buddy's parenting skills with his kids. You know what I mean? Where it's like. We're lording over this situation. And look, the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl, and that's okay. I just want the plan to work. Because they're bad parents. You don't trust them. Yeah. That's, that's, you, there's, they there's just no, let them run around. <laughs> these are some bad parents. They're, they're, they're not good at their job. Their kids are failing out of school and doing drugs and doing all sorts of things they shouldn't be doing that I won't mention here because let's keep this uh, somewhat well, family I mean, friendly. If the uh, if the running game was vegetables, uh, they're pulling into the McDonald's drive-through. You know what right, I mean? So right, I mean, right. that just seems to keep happening over right. and over. And yeah. we're and, and Bears fans are just we're so desperate at this point now that I have to kind of check myself over and over and remember this is a bit of a process. And I'm going to be rooting for Andy Dalton. I really am. And I root for Matt Nagy. I want them to succeed. But I think um, the you know it's fair to also be critical and kind of skeptical at this point. Yeah, they're not paying attention to who's sneaking out of the house late at night and sleeping and then returning back home. They're not paying attention to what's hidden underneath their kids' beds. Is that a bottle of vodka? It probably is. They're not doing anything to uh, make sure that, you know, we grow up to be strong and successful, damn it. This is filled with water. What the hell's going on here? Uh, My my final question for Fanside, it's Mark Carmen. Um, we're just going to hop off the bears for a second. I want to ask you this question five years from now, which organization during that five-year span is going to have the most success, the bulls, the Blackhawks, or the Chicago Cubs? Oh, wow. You didn't even include the white Sox in here. Cause you think that's a given. I, I, I just, I feel like that there's a window I feel. And, and hopefully with Justin Fields, I wanted to take him out of the mix too, out of my, my sheer blind hope in the next five years, bulls, Blackhawks, or Cubs. They've made huge seismic moves to their organization. Two, two, two organizations are trying to win. Cubs are retooling. But who's going to have the most success so, in the next five years? I just, for some reason, I need to clarify. We're take, the Bears are out of it. Just Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, I if On those three right now, I'd have to bet on the Cubs. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't like – I don't love what the Bulls have done. I think, sure, you're – uh, playoff team and maybe you'll win a round but what else from there I don't I don't see much like I see Vooch getting older I see De- DeMar DeRozan uh, at the, near the end of his career 
I like Zach, but he plays one end of the court. I, I'm so and, and Lonzo, I like him too. That's the only move in the offseason that I really like. But Lonzo's a weird dude, so I'm not exactly sure that that's going to work out either. Um, Hawks wise, they're trying. I, they're trying, but it's <laughs> you're still you're in this weird Kane and Taves spot, and you're trying to do this on the fly. I'm not a huge fan of that, which is why my point will make less sense because that's what the Cubs are going to try to do. But I'm choosing in this in these in this triumvirate here to bet on Jed more than anything else. Um, so he'll have some financial flexibility, a lot of it actually probably, because since they've you know, barely have a payroll for next year. And I don't think they're going to be able to do this like the White Sox did it because they weren't trading away Chris Sale and Jose Quintana. And wow, amazingly, they got enormous value for Adam Eaton that jump-started the whole rebuild. Uh, but I do think they did at least seemingly fairly well here, judging by everyone's reaction on the sell-off here. And um, I think they're going to be aggressive financially. Like maybe you get a Carlos Correa here. So I, I, I don't like any of them, to be honest. But if I had to bet, I'd bet on the Cubs. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, they're both, they're both making moves. The Cubs obviously going in a different direction. Yeah, do you see a scenario where the Cubs, you know, maybe try and find a pillar like a Carlos Correa I, I still think maybe a Nick Castellanos would be an interesting linchpin for the lineup for the next three or four years. But could you see them maybe like try and do that old Boston Red Sox, just get some Mike Napoli kind of guys, some guys in some two years deals and roll up your sleeves with some veterans while some of these kids come up and then sort of see kind of where you're at, who you want to keep, who you want to ship out. I think they're more likely, I think they will be in on Correa, whether he'll come here or not. That's a whole nother thing. Uh, as far as, you know, when you mentioned, like a guy like Castellanos, who's got two years left on his deal. Like, I don't think they would do something like that, but I think they will continue to take one year flyers on guys like Jack Peterson and hope that either a, the team hits or B they'll do exactly what they did this year and try to recoup some, uh, very low floor, but high ceiling, you know, prospect. And that's how they did it, you know, in between 2012 and 2016 and guys like Scott Feldman, who they signed ended up paying off huge. So I think that part of the plan they'll they'll follow. I just don't think they're going to go to the bottom like they did before because they have too much of a desire to make money selling tickets, and which to me is just not. You're following an old Cubs pattern there. Uh, that's it it, it 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 doesn't work. But they they've said over and over again that they're not going to follow the same playbook that they did when they went to the bottom before. So they're going to try to middle this as best as possible, and maybe Jed will be skillful enough to do it. And I certainly hope so because they're on the heels of they've never been able to say we're only five years removed from a World Series. I don't think any Cubs team's ever been able to say that before. So how do you continue to do rinse, uh, rinse and repeat on that type of uh, rebuild moving forward? Fan side, it's Mark Carmen. Man, thank you so much for making the time. Um, I'm really appreciative and I'm really glad you were able to carve out some time for me. If you can, just for the listeners, just throw out some socials and other ways for people to check out your content. Joe, you're awesome. Uh, at the Carm on Twitter, the Carm23 on Insta. When I get around to it, I don't do a whole lot there. And I'm starting to build my TikTok, damn it. Uh, and what is my TikTok for this? For this? <laughs> That's terrible. Let's. Uh, I am. Uh, I want to thank his choreographer first while he's pulling it up. Uh, yeah, he's been working yeah. day and night. He's got the headband on. It's been very. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the Carm on Twitter, even though I haven't posted a while. But I'm doing a lot of LeBron Mike stuff there, so. I got 1,624 TikTokers. Let's go. Uh, so, Roll it up. <laughs> yeah, let's go, baby. 
So, Jay, thanks for having me, man. It was, it was, it was my pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I, I've watched your work for years, especially on like Chicago Tribune Line and then Sports Night Live, all that stuff. And I always love when you would come on into the studio. And uh, I really appreciate it, man. Always rooting for you. Maybe you can come back sometime. Anytime, Joy. I, I appreciate the sentiments. Uh, I, it's good to have somebody on, <laughs> on my side here. As we, as we, and I'm, I'm rooting for you, too, now that we've gotten to meet. So keep going, brother. Uh, have oh, some fun with it. Right on, dude. I appreciate you so much. Uh, today's episode of Bet on Chicago, Joey Christopoulos, was brought, out, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go on to the website. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Also brought to you by Balance7PH Supplement. we got some great, great products going through Believe right now, so make sure you check that out. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And remember, when in doubt, always bet on Chicago. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.